the final fantasy. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. Uh, it's a mini so, Josh. It is a mini so. It's a mini so. It's a little miniature episode. A little baby episode. It's been a while. I think I believe we only did one of these, yeah. like Thanksgiving of year one. Yeah. Tried to do more this year. So, yeah. lots yeah. to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, everyone's been discussing it. Uh, so, we figured we, we wanted to do a. Uh, <clears throat> A game of uh, the uh, Broncos and Colts, hmm. the, <laughs> that that game that was an affront to God, yeah, in <laughs> every way, shape, and form. It's a horror show. It really was. I, how much of it did you watch? I watched like the first half and then fell so, into a coma. Yeah, and woke up to <laughs> the next just day. The box score. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like I because I watched the beginning of it right, and I was like out watching it. Um, and then I went home and, um, so then I, you know, I was at home and I didn't even realize, I thought the game was just still going on. <laughs> I didn't know it was an overtime. <laughs> like that's oh, how yeah, boring I they're forgot doing. it went to overtime too. Yeah. Which... Cause the Colts kicked that field goal and, um, then like I just assumed there was still more time left because I just was <laughs> so little paying attention. I'm actually going to turn my monitor up here. So there was not a touchdown scored in that game, correct? No, there, no. there was not. Uh, apologies, I needed to turn my monitor up. Um, <clears throat> no, there was not a touchdown <laughs> scored in that game. Uh, it, well, it started off, you know, Naheem Hines was playing for the injured Jonathan Taylor. Um, Naheem Hines had, I believe, on the first, like, four offensive snaps for the Colts, yeah. uh, had about four opportunities, um, one pass uh, for five yards, uh, one carry for three yards, a couple, I believe there was a drop. Um, so, I mean, it, it was looking like, okay, Naheem Hines is going to get some touches yeah. and, and put up a, a decent game. Uh, then instantly he goes out with another kind of scary brain yeah. injury. He did um, the two-a wobble yeah. uh, walking, walking back to the huddle, and they took him out under the new protocols, as they should. But They're brand spanking new <laughs> protocol. <laughs> no, it's fine. He'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so right off the top there, <coughs> and I mean, obviously his health is the most important thing, but uh, for a fantasy perspective, I mean, it, it, that didn't start off on a high note. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people trotted uh, Hines out there with Taylor being out and mm -hmm. were promptly disappointed. Um, lots of disappointment in that game regardless, but uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you saw what Deion Jackson then came in and did. And, again, no one really had a great game. No. <laughs> but if you were happened to have plugged in Deion Jackson, you at least got something. 13 carries, 62 yards, uh, four catches for 29. I'm not sure on the, uh, the targets for him. Um, I know in our league he was not picked up, uh, or uh, and, and uh, Naheem Hines wasn't started either. Um but yeah, I mean, just not nothing going. Mo Ali Cox, who we said was a sit um, after that, what we assumed was a spike game, turned out to absolutely indeed be a uh, spike game. He had one catch for seven yards. Um, it, uh, you're a Russell Wilson owner. You're a Michael Pittman owner. Yes. <laughs> um, you started both. You started both. Michael Pittman did finish the night with five catches for fifty nine yards. Yeah. So yeah. that could have been much much worse for how bad. Matt Ryan, look, which quarterback do you think looked worse? 
boy uh tough 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 tough. i guess i would have to say ryan by a narrow margin but um he just looks like a statute back there and just holds on to the ball for so freaking long yeah it's like dude just chuck it to Pittman, please for anyone at this point i mean that's uh, he just looks like he doesn't know how to play football anymore it's it's always weird watching those like because i mean matt ryan's had some not great seasons the last couple of years and yeah. everyone and both of these teams, it was so funny in the off season. Cause like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's Russell Wilson come to town, the Broncos and you know, this wide receiving core that every fantasy person is like, this is the wide receiver core. This is the best possible, you know, and Broncos fans, especially when Rogers was still speculated to go there and all that Cortland Sutton and Judy and, and all these dudes, Tim Patrick, who's obviously, you know, hurt. Um, but like, it's just not there. No, it's yeah i mean judy i own judy too i pulled him out uh, thankfully yeah um yeah what did I he end up with i think like two and a half points and half half ppr but did it he, was something did bad. he fumble or something no i just i don't think he got targets and just kind of disappeared um yeah i mean but, yeah russ that offense just uh, six and a half for Judy, uh, three receptions, oh, okay. 53 yards. That was I mean, more than I thought. But yeah, but it's not great, though. No, no. I mean, just Pittman salvaged his day, I think, yeah. uh, late in the game. But um, Yeah, he had a decent catch late. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, Russ, Russ is not cooking with gas. No. Um, his, like, dedication to this catchphrase What's right. is so funny and <laughs> weird. Like, because that that uh i posted it in our in our fantasy slack channel um just him i don't know if you watched it but it was like he's you know he's sheepishly was like oh we get on the next game and then just quietly he's like broncos country and then he's he's walking away from the podium not even he's like let's ride and i was like i'm like dude come on (laughs) mr unlimited needs to go away back tears yeah he's, he's just such a weirdo and but i mean like he's always been weird yeah it's just it it is funny seeing because especially on Twitter you know d- doing the Twitter the podcast Twitter it's you know a lot of people have turned on this dude because I mean like he was at le- you know he was weird but he was good you know yeah but it is it is weird seeing just two good quarterbacks I mean two potentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks um, probably a little closer for Russell Wilson than Matt Ryan because of the Super Bowl but just completely fall off a cliff yeah yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's it's harder with Russ because I mean, you know, he's certainly not as old as Ryan. I don't know how old uh, he is, but yeah, he's um, yeah, he was not. You know, we kind of saw him after the hand injury last year, just not be very good in Seattle, and everyone said, well, now he's got you know a good wide receiving core uh, in Denver, and he's just not well, produced. That's what always got me because it's like oh yeah this he's finally got a good receiving card i'm like he had dk metcalf and tyler lockett like come on like yeah like these two are just like huge slouches compared to jerry judy and Cortland sutton who've done very little in their short time i mean uh, Cortland sutton had you know the the thousand yard season but then injury season and i mean it's just not there i mean like dk metcalf and is like a bona fide star receiver now at this point yeah with russell wilson but yeah russell wilson is 33 to matt ryan's 37 okay so yeah. He's, yeah he's a 33 year quarterback i mean this is when you should be in your prime right yeah but i mean he has you know spent his career you know running around you know like a chicken with his head cut off like behind terrible offensive lines but 
I don't know. I mean, he's your fantasy quarterback. Are you comfortable oh, rolling with him? No, no, absolutely yeah. not. I mean, how could you? It's been really spotty. I mean, he's had a couple of decent games, but let's let's look a little bit deeper into those. So, I mean, week one against Seattle, they did lose that game, but a 340 yards, got in the end zone, uh, just the one touchdown, 22 points. Um, it's the rushing stuff for me that's just kind of gone now. Yeah, and that's been the thing is sort of like when he had that rushing threat, I think yeah. it, it gave him another dimension that you had to respect, but that's just gone. And yeah. now he's just a pocket passer and uh, hasn't been doing that very well. Yeah, just yeah, just kind of just there. Just, But, I mean, you know, like last week against uh, Vegas – lost that game as well so i mean the two good games he's had this this year have been in losses so you think you know they're probably throwing late but three touchdowns last week one rushing touchdown but again only four carries 29 yards i mean the rushing numbers have gotten better compared to week one and week two but still it's just not enough i mean this week four rushes 22 yards but 274 yards no touchdowns obviously we talked about that earlier where no one scored any touchdowns and two interceptions. So now he's uh, sitting at four, a four to three TD to interception ratio, and two games, ten or three games with ten points or less, compared to the two, the twenty-two and the twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know. I mean, who are you looking at right now to replace him if you're a Russell Wilson owner? <sighs> well, you know, I got Tua on my bench, but he's probably going to be out uh, certainly this week and possibly next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm I'm probably looking to make a trade. Unfortunately, I dropped Goff and you swooped in. I did, and I'm I'm trying to trade him back to you. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying to make a trade happen. But um, but yeah, it's honestly, you know. And I was going to put this question to you as we sit here today. Who do you think is going to finish better? Uh, you know, assuming full health the rest of the season, Geno Smith or Russ. I mean, right now it's hard to bet against Geno Smith, honestly. Yeah. I mean, who is the better team overall? I mean, I don't know. I like Geno's receivers better. Clearly, Russell Wilson's a more gifted passer. That goes without saying. But Geno's been really efficient. Yeah. And, I mean, like, absurdly efficient. And Russell hasn't. It's, I mean, this is his lowest. I mean, and obviously we're only, you know, four games into the season, five games into the season for the Broncos. But, um... This is by far his lowest completion percentage up to this point. Again, there's still a lot more football to be played, so that can definitely change. But, I mean, you're looking at the rest of his career. He's usually in the you know, mid-60s, at some points in the high 60s and the low 60s right now, 59. Yeah. yeah. 59, and then that 4-3. to three. I mean, last season he threw six interceptions all season. He's already at three now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, again, last year – wasn't the greatest for him it was definitely down I mean uh, 25 touchdowns six interceptions so I mean he wasn't giving the ball away but even his rushing numbers from last year so I mean you look at 2020 83 carries 513 yards two touchdowns last year cut in half 43 attempts so 40 less attempts 183 yards so 40 less attempts about you know 300 some less yards still got in the end zone twice Mm -hmm. which you like but I mean, the dude does – I mean, he gets sacked a lot. Last season, he was sacked 33 times. He's already been sacked 16 times this season. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's tough for for me to not take Geno yeah, for the rest of the way. For me, too. I mean, right now, there are nine. Russ is nine. Geno's ten in fantasy scoring for quarterbacks. Yeah. But Geno 
also hasn't played yet. True. Um, he's averaging 18.5 points a game, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, which is what you'd want from a waiver wire quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to me, I'd put my money on Geno, too. Yeah. Um, unless they figure something out there in Denver, which Hackett does not look to me. I think Would you his say his magic was a project product of Aaron Rodgers? Would you uh, say he can't hack it? I would say that, John. <laughs> that sounds like something you would say, actually. But I mean, that's a, I got Geno'd last week. Um, again, and in between the two of them, I don't really, I, I don't think Geno Smith is going to finish as a top ten fantasy quarterback. Do I think that the Seahawks are playing a lot better than people assumed they would? Absolutely. But I, I again, I don't really love geno smith as my starter you know if he if he's my starter i'm a little bit yeah you know i'm not feeling great because i feel like that's kind of matchup based right he is again the, the completion percentage right now is ridiculous um which is which is great you know for a guy who really has never been the guy i mean i remember when he was drafted he was hyped up and then he was drafted pretty late um and felt i can't even remember if he was in the first round of his draft no, he went. He went in the second round. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing. It's like he's never really been the guy that I think people thought he was going to be coming out of West Virginia. But because I mean that was 2013 when he was drafted. That was so long ago. <laughs> that was yeah. a long time. Um, but yeah, he's just been around the block and got his chance, and he's he's rolling with it. Again, for as, as far as NFL standards, like actual football standards, yeah, dude, great. He's playing great. Keep it up, you know, and you know, win some games with this team. Fantasy, I'm not loving him moving forward just based on the fact that, again, he's not going to throw for as many yards and as many times. Like, he's just not going to get. Yeah, he's not an every week starter. But yeah. Matchup wise. Exactly. Know, if you yeah. get the right matchup, I think he could be uh, definitely playable. And, you know, certainly I'd rather roll him out there than Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, if you are in like a situation where you drafted Trey Lance or, you know, someone who just hasn't or a russell wilson like this dude and you're you know gonna stream i think he's a great streaming quarterback based on just based on matchup alone but i mean i still prefer guys like Derek carr and some of the, the and Goff, you know because i i just think that they have the ability to put up more points on yeah. a weekly basis love gino though 77 percent completion percentage of the season for geno smith which is just absolutely absurd 132 attempts 102 completion <laughs> which is bonkers but Again, I mean, you're you're just kind of playing that playing that card, but I mean, the, yeah, the, the rest of this game we can kind of get into a little bit here um, with uh, as far as these these backs. Mike Boone, seven carries, thirty eight yards, um, three catches for forty seven. Uh, how, how do you like Mike? But clearly, this is going to be still a committee backfield. Yeah, with I think Gordon being the, yeah. the primary, mm -hmm. you know, most most down back in that backfield. I think you have to factor in Latavius Murray. Uh, yeah, at some point. Coming in here, it was a short week, so he didn't get, you know, have enough time to really prep for this game. Yeah. But I think uh, remainder of season, I see Boone and Murray really probably eating what the leftovers of, of what Melvin Gordon uh, doesn't get. So yeah. I'm not really thrilled about either of them. <laughs> no, but Mike, Mike Boone did look good, you know, in – you know, he, he definitely has some, like, some bursts that, like, Melvin Gordon's kind of lacking. But, I mean, even, like, that fourth and one in overtime. I mean, and it was so funny watching that, especially with Richard Sherman there. Yeah. 
um, and his reactions after the game and and in the subsequent days that have passed, it's fourth and one in overtime. You know, Melvin Gordon, he's only averaging three, three, six on the ground. But if you can't gain a yard, if you run there, even with Russell Wilson, draw up something a little bit more. You know, obviously he missed the wide open receiver. So, I mean, the play was there. Mm-hmm. But um, you know he just missed him and went for Sutton. But I mean, if you run the ball, I mean, you get three more cracks. Like, just I, I, I don't know. I didn't personally like the play call. Obviously, it was there though. Yeah. I mean, who? I mean, I, if Mike Boone was averaging five four, I mean, Wilson was running okay in that game too. I mean, again, he isn't running the way you kind of remember. But I mean, he's thirty three. Yeah. You know, he's not a young young buck anymore. I mean, he's still younger than I am. He's an old man. <laughs> yeah, he's younger than I actually thought. I thought he was about my age or yeah. maybe, if not like a year older. I mean, we, I'm 34, so I mean, yeah. we're, we're pretty close. Now everyone who listens knows how old we are. <laughs> are you older than I am? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> At least someone's older than I am. But uh, what do you do there? Do you run the ball there? Fourth uh, and one yeah. in OT? I mean, Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I guess, you know, if Javante Williams is in, in the, the game – that's the guy who you handed to to get that yard. Yeah. Um, so with him being out, I, I can maybe understand the play call, but I still think you run it. Yeah. Um, I, and Melvin, Melvin Gordon can gain a yard, right? I mean, like, come on. You know, right, draw something up. Do, you know, an RPO or something just to yeah. spread the defense out and get that yard. I don't know. But uh, Sutton did finish with uh, five catches for 74 yards. Judy, again, three for 53 um melvin gordon you know kind of salvaged his day too you know almost a hundred yards uh scrimmage yards on the day close to almost yeah 49 receiving 54 rushing um not a terrible day for him not great obviously you know you like the hundred yards you probably like seeing a touchdown on there too but for how bad both of these offenses look if you're getting 10 11 points from melvin gordon you got to be feeling pretty good coming out of that one I mean, because I know you, it's you and Alex matching up this week. I know. Well, I remember I looked like at around halftime and Golden was like maybe two, two and a half points or something. I was like, okay, well, at least, at least we're both like yeah. taking. And then <laughs> I, I checked the score the next morning. I was like, how the, how the hell did he end up with 10 and a half points? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I think it was like some decent yeah. catches. I mean, three catches, but he got 49 yards out of it. Yeah. Same with Boone, three catches for 47 yards. Um, Again, so who who do you think is like worth a start on this team specifically? We'll get into the Colts here in a second. Well, but who are you feeling comfortable? Because I know you you're a little bit Broncos and Colts kind of heavy. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, so you're talking about Broncos all, all yeah positions. the Broncos like yeah any position. Who well, do you think is still startable on I mean, this offense? Sut- Sutton's still startable. Um, yeah, not those aspirations of him being a top five wide receiver. I think yeah, not. but he's been, you know, fairly consistent and, and he's still getting targets. Um, and then Melvin Gordon. And to me, I mean, if you're desperate, Boone for now, I'd you know, probably not be looking at him um, later in the season after Murray gets more acclimated and probably gets more touches. But for me, it's, it, it's just those two. Yeah, I'm probably not firing Judy back up until I see something better in that offense. Well, that's the. I mean, there was all these guys preseason. Uh, uh, I can't. The tight end Albert. Uh, how do how do you uh, pronounce it? Agumbawala. 
Goomba yeah, Wana. <laughs> uh, we apologize. Uh, I, we, uh, just for respect, we're not going to try and butcher your name. But, I mean, preseason, everyone's like, okay, this could be you know a real sleeper at tight end with Russell Wilson coming into town. Nothing. Week one, six targets, five catches, 33 yards. Since then, nothing, essentially. I mean, he's caught three passes in the subsequent four games for 17 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just nothing there. And, I mean, you know, Judy, you know, again, was in that draft with, you know, all the Jalen Waddle and all those guys. And, like, I don't know. It's just yeah. they're just a boring, boring offense. Not, you know, two boring offenses. I believe these are the two worst points-per-game teams on the season. Yeah. And, I mean, you aren't helping your case by, you know, kicking three, four field goals in a game and, you know, finishing in overtime. But uh, we'll move over to the Colts. And I do agree with you. Honestly, yeah, I think at this point Gordon Gordon Sutton. And I think I think Boone could – I think he's a good stash right now. I definitely think he's worth a stash because, I mean, that's another, you know, you know, 80 or 80-some 80 yards for him in a game. Yeah. I mean, like, if he can maintain that, I mean, especially in a change of pace role, seven carries to Gordon's 15. So clearly Gordon is still going to get the lion's share of the carries, barring injury, of course. But, yeah, for me it's, you know, Judy, obviously you got you, you got to keep, you know, you got to hold. But there's not a lot of other players on this team that I'm, like, even thinking are rosterable at this point. Yeah. Wilson, I, I mean – yeah, the, your kicker. I mean, yeah, whoever just started old old B Mac, like yeah, you got something good out of that. But Bernie Mac, <laughs> Mac RIP. Um, so let's move over to this Colts side, and I believe this is going to be a very similar conversation. So um, again, we got Deion Jackson with 13 carries. So we'll just start out on the ground. 13 carries, 62 yards. Philip Lindsay did come in um, with 11 carries for 40 yards. So pretty even split there for those two. Um, Clearly, the start here was Naheem Hines. Unfortunately, yes, that did not go as planned, uh, yeah. sadly. And again, we, we hope a uh, speedy recovery for him. Um, so these backs are kind of moot, you know, because, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's not going to be out forever. Yeah. But even with, I mean, th- so this offensive line looks horrendous. Yeah. On top of just being a one-dimensional, boring offense. Do you think, like, how do you think Jonathan Taylor is going to fare the rest of the season? Because it hasn't really been that great. No, I mean, you're certainly, he might be, barring, you know, injury aside, one of the biggest, you know, first-round busts uh, in the last few years yeah. in fantasy football, at least at this point in the season. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, week one looked like just a continuation of last season. 31 touches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. And seven targets, four catches, only 14 yards, but still seven targets and 31 rushing attempts. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. 38 opportunities in a game. You're like, sick. Next week, nine attempts, 54 yards. The week after that, 21-71. And then against Tennessee, which actually was an injury-shortened game, we know, 20 carries for 42 yards. So the, the volume's there. Just not doing anything with it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, hasn't quite lived up to I think what you expected in the receiving game either yeah I think when Ryan came in the check down artiste the check down uh, artiste <laughs> Drew Brees, Drew Brees he's gonna feast on that and it, it just quite hasn't happened yet he's been no. fine I think 16 targets on the season um nine catches but um you you would have hoped maybe for more Eckler like numbers uh, yeah in, in that role but 
on yeah, top I, of the rushing numbers on top too. of the rushing. Yeah. yeah right um i guess you know the thing is that offensive line isn't going to get better overnight right yeah that's going to continue to be a problem mm-hmm. matt ryan being a uh, stone statue <laughs> stone is not man. going to change <laughs> so um yeah and it's not like you can really sell high on him uh right now i probably would uh if he has a neck you know blow up couple games because i think it's going to be more of the same of what we've seen yeah the rest of the season well that's what i was going to say i I mean are you buying low on jonathan taylor right now um it would have to be real low well no i mean the volume you still chase volume and of course because the opportunity is the biggest the biggest thing uh even with the offense being i think as bad as it is but it's a question of what I have to give up. Um, yeah. And if I could flip, uh, I'll throw a name out there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, I would probably do that because I think CEH isn't going to sustain quite the production that he has uh, over the rest of the season. And I think things will get a little better for Taylor, but it's not going to be um, – He's not going to live up to that one-on-one spot that, that most people probably drafted him at. So, no, and that that's sort of where I would see buying, what I would call buying low on Taylor. But, um, yeah, I think you're probably stuck. Most people with with holding him and seeing yeah. how he plays out. And see, for me, honestly, at this point, I mean, yeah, I do think that Clyde Edwards-Helaire will fall off pace to a degree. But, I mean, right now, it would be hard for me to give that up. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a very, probably the best, if not the second best, just pure runner behind Derrick Henry, one, two, in the league. Chubb. I'd add Chubb. And Chubb, yeah, 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 I would agree with that, too. But, like, I don't know. Like, Edwards Alaire has had a shockingly good year. I mean, you the like, week three against Indy, I mean, Indy's defense is good. And Denver's defense is good. Like, those are two really good defenses. But, like, you know, the, the touches, like, against Tampa Bay went way up. But it's it's all this receiving work, too, that, that you love to see for Edwards Alaire. And it's three targets, three catches, four targets, four catches, five targets, five catches. And he got in the end zone, both rushing and receiving against Tampa. But, I mean, the rushing numbers went, you know, seven, eight, seven, and then 19 carries. So, I mean... Is that going to be sustainable? It, I think it would be hard to give up Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I do think that that – I think you're right in that, like, find a player like this dude. It's like, okay, like, yeah, are the touchdown numbers going to sustain? And I know? think Edwards-Alaire can be sort of game scripted out yeah. more than Taylor can. Um, and that, that'd be my biggest that, – that's why I'd make the comp there in terms yeah. of the trade, right? It, it would make some sense maybe for both teams. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, I, I agree. It'd be hard to probably give up <laughs> what, yeah. what CH has done. But I mean, you know, yeah, week three against Indy, seven carries, zero yards, but got a the touchdown must have been from within inches of the goal line to not net even a single yard, or he just lost a yard right after that. But so I mean that touchdown saved his day in week three, obviously, and then five for five for thirty nine yards in the receiving. So I mean an eleven point five day in PPR, uh, half point PPR scoring, but then against Tampa really good run defense as well 19 carries 92 yards a touchdown added you know again a very you know two targets one catch two yards but 
that two yards was a touchdown also. So four really decent games for him right now compared to kind of one great game for Jonathan Taylor and yeah. a couple of, you know, kind of not so great games for Jonathan Taylor. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's a very, very talented back. So uh, he would definitely be a buy low candidate for me at the moment. Um, moving on, because, uh, yeah, I don't think we really need to get into – Philip Lindsay, barring Jonathan Taylor missing time, missing another week, does have the length. You know, the Thursday game will give him some more time. But, you know, Deion Jackson, for me, would be the guy, I think, over Philip Lindsay. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is I, I was surprised that it wasn't Lindsay immediately sort of the next man up. I didn't you know, know the hell Deion Jackson was. Well, you know now for a little while. Um, but he looked pretty – Jackson looked pretty good. He had a couple uh, strong runs there. To start things off, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I my guess would be Hines maybe misses a week, but I think Taylor's probably coming back. Yeah, uh, with a long week here um, uh, for week six, um, so I I don't know that either of, the, either of these guys are very relevant going yeah. forward. But um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah, let's so we'll get into these wide receivers. So uh, Michael Pittman, obviously going into the season that was the guy you know and i don't even remember where you drafted him i feel like it was pretty third decently round, third, third round, round yeah. yeah so the, your third round uh selection of michael Pittman. how is that going how's that gone for you it's not going well <laughs> well i mean if you're going by week one <laughs> yeah, you're like oh sick and then he immediately missed week two an okay game against Kansas City, nine targets, eight yards, 72, or nine targets, eight catches, 72 yards. Mm -hmm. But then now we're seeing the the dips, the dippy dips. Um, six targets in week four, eight targets in week five, 31 yards, 59 yards, respectively, in those two games. Um, how are you feeling? Are you, are you wanting to hold Michael Pittman? Do you think this will turn around? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't really try to trade him. Um, after a couple stinkers that he's put up, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm holding him right now. But he is no longer my probably wide receiver one, unless I make a trade. Yeah, for, I think DK is my wide receiver. Yeah, right now, so. but I mean, you're looking at Alec Pierce though. On the other hand, who mm. in those these last couple of games where Pittman's been fading a little bit, Alec Pierce has been coming up. Uh, week four against Tennessee, six targets, four catches, eighty yards. Uh, last, uh, not last night, was Saturday, whatever, two days ago, nine targets, eight catches, 81 yards. So, I mean, I don't think Alec Pierce has, like, dethroned Michael Pittman by any means. Obviously, he's, you know, Michael Pittman is seeing, you know, the better coverage. But, I mean, which one of these? So, is Alec Pierce for you rosterable? Uh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Um, and I guess I... for you, anyone would be startable at this point. But <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, my team's, you're 2-2, two two, no. I'm 0-4, so <laughs> yeah. I got no room. I'm like the Colts. I'm the worst 2-2 two two yeah, Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's uh, rosterable. Um, I'd probably want to see a couple more weeks before I'm confidently yeah. putting him into, you know, flex spot or wide receiver two, but... Um, and I don't – I was going to pull up the Colts kind of schedule here to see what their next matchups look like. Um, but does it matter with Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're a bad team, and it's like it's getting bad and getting worse. So, I mean, so they got the Jaguars next week, which the Jaguars are a pretty decent defense, honestly. And, and yeah. Uh, then the Titans after that. Uh, then they get a little bit of a reprieve with the Commanders uh, yeah, and the yeah. Patriots, who, I mean <laughs> – 
Maybe Mac Jones will be back by that time. Yeah, I think those that that Tennessee and, and that Washington game, you know, will be telling in terms of what yeah. you know Pierce can do mm-hmm. when they're not going up against a pretty good defense. Yeah. Um, but for me right now, uh, aside from Taylor, uh, Pittman's kind of the only guy I, yeah. I'm rolling out. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, Taylor's obviously if he's healthy, he's a must start. That's you know even with some of the bad games, you got to kind of hold being you know holding pattern with that one. Um, Pittman, yeah, I think you have to. But I mean, Alec Pierce is making for like flex consideration. I mean, those are decent numbers. I mean, I'm looking at. I mean, because Alex had him on his bench. I mean, if Alex had plugged him in, like, I I don't think you got a shot. But I mean, that's only with 12 more points. But yeah. Um, but we're going to st- you know, have to wait and see with Alex's squad. Um, he does have Amon Ra, who is still questionable in that flex uh, flex spot. Um, clearly, if Amon Ra plays, he's, you know, he's definitely the start there for Alex. I know, I know Alex is not listening, <laughs> uh, obviously, because this is you know, uh, pre-recorded. But uh, also, he doesn't listen to the episodes, um, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, I, it's just bad. And, I mean, that, the game overall. So, I mean... You know, we're kind of in that, yeah, I mean, quarterbacks, I think you stay away from, mm. running backs, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's there, Melvin Gordon's there, wide receivers, I think you, you got Sutton as a guy you can, I think, state start, I think you're going to have some duds in there, yeah. Judy's a guy who I, I just think is two banger busts, you know, he'll get that one big catch for you, and then, eh, um, and tight ends on this, these both of these teams, the tight ends are kind of just afterthoughts. I mean, yeah, Cox had that one good game, and again, we didn't like him moving forward. I mean, I like him as a player. I think he's really, really fun player. But you got to get more than one target after a big pop off yeah. game like that. And honestly, I, I think the offenses being as bad as they are kind of impacts the defenses too. I yeah. mean, I still think they are good defenses. But yeah, they're just not going to have sustained period of time being mm-hmm. off the field where um because their offense is going to be in a lot of three and out situations yeah and so it doesn't matter how good they are in terms of keeping i mean i think they're both really good actual football defenses but for fantasy purposes um you know yeah they're going to be a little more matchup dependent i think well, you know, and so we're moving on here, and we've got uh, the Broncos. So the Broncos have already had uh, – so they have five primetime games this season. I believe this Why? one's <laughs> – Well, I mean, it makes sense on paper preseason. You know, I you know. get you get the big free agent acquisition yeah. from Russell Wilson. Um, I believe they've already had three, and they're going to be Monday night next week. So they're, they're, they're back in primetime next week, baby. Um, but the, the Thursday night game, cause the funniest part about it was, I think once people were like, okay, this game is absolute trash. I saw some people, <laughs> there was this really funny picture and I, I just, it was, uh, just like a fall outside, you know, football weather picture, TV up in the backyard, uh, a rocks glass on a table and feet kicked up. And it's like, this is football weather. But next to the glass was a bottle of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny but i mean next week but then ever once they're like okay this game is like almost over please god don't go to overtime went to overtime and they're like oh goody next thursday night washington chicago looks like bleach is back on the menu <laughs> back boys. on the menu boys well i mean i, I guess who do you who, who you take it to the chicago washington thursday night matchup um 
no. That uh, can be arranged. Uh, all joking a salad. Uh, I <laughs> did you say all joking a salad? I did. Um, I'll take Washington, I guess. I mean, eh, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, so let's do uh, before we go. Um, we always talk about it. I always have the I have the gate the grate open on the floor so I can kind of see Allen Robinson pacing around down in the panic room. Um, who from this Broncos team and Colts team are we just throwing both teams into the panic room right now? <laughs> yeah, put them both in there. Um, no, I mean, uh, all I would definitely put Judy in the panic room. Yeah, kinda, you know, the panic room is for guys with high draft capital. Yeah, they're not just for these scrub duds. Yeah, no, you know, you're not. Yeah. Like um, I, I don't want to throw Russ. I think as well is. Yeah, I I thought he was in the panic room. Already, Russell Wilson because like he's I don't know he's just so strange and like, like a little Fisher Price like cooking. Yeah, kitchen play set. <laughs> he always wants to talk, and I'm just like I don't want to talk. Or make a danger witch. Danger. God, God, so weird. Just a strange, strange person. This Mister Unlimited uh, alter ego. Like it's this is like almost as bad as Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. Like. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, stop. Stop doing it. Like, Unlimited. Unlimited. Like, you can have a brand, but your catchphrase has a comma in it, which means it's too long. <laughs> and that would be, like, my catchphrase being, like, fantasy football and all the time. Also, love it. Bye. Like, dude, too long. And, like, everything about his, like, new brand is just, like, weirdly off. I'm like, I, I don't know. He's a weird man. Weird, weird, weird dude. But yeah, no, I'm. It, I had to make room Thursday night. I was watching that game halfway through. I was like, oh, all yeah. right. That's why I had to run home because I had to like, I had to clean, move some boxes out of some of the other uh, other rooms in the panic room. I was like, we're running out of space down here, yeah. especially if I have to take in like eight more guys just because of a terrible, terrible game. I have to make some room down there. Oh, it's a whole thing, Josh. It's a whole thing. There was light bulbs burnt out too, so I had to get the like a step stool down there. It's an entire. A whole whole shenanigans. Well, Joshy boy, any any parting thoughts on uh, the Broncos and the Colts? Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country, horse fighting, horse fighting, horse fighting. Um, uh, thanks again. Uh, we we always thank him uh, to Jack Hotel uh, for our theme song, amazing theme song. You can find them on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you get your music. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the FF Cast. Uh, today is Saturday when we're recording this, and we'll be releasing it. Um, so Sunday, 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 uh, hit us up. Uh, starts, sits. If you need us to tell you your roster looks good, if you want us to, you need a shoulder to cry on. If your roster looks bad, uh, hit us up. Let's win this week together. Uh, Josh, thanks so much for being here, buddy. Thank you, John. Anytime, Alex. Uh, thanks for not being here. We <laughs> once again put a curse on you, uh, just like Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady. Uh, keep on fantasying. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>